Hi, and welcome to the Brave Bird Club podcast. Before we get stuck in, I just wanted to take a few moments just to um, reach out to you guys. I don't know if some of you have seen that this week, earlier on Instagram, I had a bit of a wobble, (laughs) should we say, where I guess what I wanted to do really is just ask for a bit of help. As you know, it's about giving bravery and hope to people through difficult times and challenges. And so I just need a bit of a help from the community for you guys to come in and support us with that. Lucy's here. Of course, you know Lucy. She's doing an amazing job. Um, but for us to continue growing, we yeah, we need your support. Um, so I thought three ways that you could help us. You know, if you're finding comfort in this community or just want to support us, feel a connection with us, that would be amazing. So the three things I was going to ask of you were firstly to share this podcast. Uh, we've seen a couple of people share it this week, including Hot Octopus, who have been great. They sell sex toys. Do check them out. We love Hot Octopus. Yeah, we love them. They also gave us our first ever PR product, Vibrators, which we'll be showing you all later. That's why Sarah's Um, eyes are crossed. (laughs) Sophie Darling as well. She's an amazing designer based in the UK. She's been really kind and shouted us out this week. Yeah, well, but for this to work long term, we need enough people to listen. So we're really hoping that you can help us with that. Secondly, we're looking for people to help us with content. So if you want to get in our knickers and do brave things, empowering women with the pants in your story, we'd love to connect with you in that respect. Um, The third way is, so the pants. If basically, if they don't get through customs by the end of this month, I'm going to Portugal with a van and I'm just bringing them back. So definitely we are launching at the end of the month. And that's where we are hoping that there are those of you listening who would like to help us sell the knickers um, and we can give a financial kickback for that so you know when you sell the knickers you'll you'll get rewarded that way and also you'll be helping raise money for my sister's house who support women through domestic abuse through poverty through um, drug abuse and just if women are in crisis they are there to support so what we're going to do We're going to set up a Telegram group, so I'm going to put the link underneath this podcast. And for those of you who'd like to come on board, please do click on. We'd love you to come on board and, you know, explore opportunities with us. So I guess that's me, yeah, being brave and saying, I can't do this on my own. Uh, There's no I in team. (laughs) Let's fucking go team. And I, yeah, would love you to join us there. Okay. Right. On with the podcast. Welcome to the Brave Bird Club podcast. My name is Sarah Oakley. And my name is Lucy Burgess. This show is all about courage, hope, pants and pants. So pull up your Brave Bird pants and let's get talking. Okay, today on our episode we have... We have Natalie, and Natalie helps women build a healthy and positive relationship with their body, um, helps women to stop dieting, stop comparing, and be healthier and happier. So, yes, yes, yes. Let's go. Welcome to the podcast, Natalie. How are you? Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here, yeah. I absolutely love listening to you guys. So I'm hoping I can keep up with the banter. I've had a good night's sleep so that I'm quick-witted, so we should be all right. We should be all right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and do you know what I saw I saw your post the other day Sarah about um 
the social media. I've just recorded, I'm moving on to YouTube this week, should be interesting. Um, and I've just recorded an episode actually about social media detoxes and whether we need one because it's um, it's massive. It's a big thing with body which as well, social media, isn't it? So absolutely. Yeah. I've never known people more obsessed with it. I really haven't. It's incredible. It's amazing. The stuff that you see here and it gets thrown at you just by opening your phone is incredible. Oh, it's so damaging for our girls and boys. I suppose it depends what they see, though, doesn't it? Like, well, we're out there, now, and I right? like to think we're spreading a positive message. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what we've got, to, we've got to create. I always say, like, you know, curate your feed as to how you actually want to feel. Like, one of the questions on there is, like, when you go on social, we go on social media to, to achieve something. It's generally to feel a certain way. They want to be entertained or want to be motivated or inspired in some way. Um, and the question is, like, does your feed actually do that? Because I think we start off with a really good social media feed, don't we? And then little things chirp in, we follow someone, and all of a sudden there's just a lot of crap coming up that's actually making us feel really bad, um, either comparing ourselves in how we look or our business or everything, because we are, as humans, we default to comparing all the time, don't we? Um, so, yeah, we just got to watch yeah, the one I go by is if you wouldn't have them in your home, don't keep them on your phone. I do that all the time, though. I've got loads of people who I don't know. It's another one. You know, I've spoken before about the um, the pilots that keep getting in touch. Well, I, I have um, I have more pilots getting in touch wanting to take me away to Dubai. Um, and I feel bad about getting rid of them. Yeah, I feel apparently I'm not the only one they ask, according to Sarah. <laughs> I've not got any pilots asking me to go to Dubai. Haven't you? I need to switch oh. my feed. You need to get naked. Get naked. You get loads really quickly. <laughs> Amazing. So, the naked. Oh, I'm getting a flash. Oh, I've got mine on as well. And we're matching today, Lucy, aren't we? I've got mine on. Are today. we? I can't do a front. I can't do a front shot because my pubic hair is incredible. So it had to be a side one. I keep one. telling you, it's all the rage. I think it, pubes. Yeah, we've been discussing get, the pubes thing, haven't we? Because mm. Lucy asked me basically whether Brave Bird Club could finance you getting a wax and getting yourself tidied up, and I said, <laughs> "No way." We're standing for the hairy girls. <laughs> it would hurt too much. Have you, have you guys had a wax? I've had a wax. I had a wax, um, and I was supposed to be getting um, my bum done, not cheeks. But like the the inner bit, um, and I I chickened out. I couldn't do it, and I was sat there on all fours. Like it wasn't the fact that she could see my bum hole that I was uh, bum holes again. Anyway, it wasn't the fact that she could see it. It was the fact that she was just about to put hot. I just couldn't get my head around the fact she was about to put hot wax on it. Um, so I chickened out, and I've decided that I'm embracing my bum beard. Love it. Yeah. It's there for a reason, isn't it? It must grow for a reason. Exactly. exactly. It must grow for a Exactly reason. why we need pubes. And also, I don't like the idea of having genitalia that looks childish. I always say that, like, if it's bold, I'm like, it's like I've never grown pubes and that's just a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, I always think that. And to be honest, it gets so I'm glad I'm not the only one. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Well, you don't grow gross pubic hair. Sarah doesn't grow gross pubic hair the same way as she doesn't sweat. She, I've never known her once to have bad breath, smell. She doesn't. You don't. You don't sweat either. She doesn't have bad breath. She doesn't get bogies. She doesn't get eye bogies. I'm pretty sure she's an android. <laughs> Not true at all. Just saying that. Oh no no no! It doesn't. It doesn't. She gets an unsightly hair just here, don't you, darling? Sarah. Oh yeah, I used to send you pictures. I used to call her up and get her on on video phone okay. and show her me picking out my strange hair on my face. I don't Doink. know why we used to do that. Doink. I don't even know if it's still there. I'll check at some stage. I, I just bet have it is. Hair that grows out here. Yeah. <laughs> I get a little black one that grows out just here every now and again, and it's weird because I don't see it. And Pube. I put my makeup on one morning. I'm like, where the bloody hell has yeah. that just come from? And it comes to get you in the morning. Long, I'm like, how did I not see that yesterday? It's like it pops out <laughs> overnight. Very strange. But I think my pubes are coming up and coming out of my chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll race you to it. <laughs> Oh dear. I love this though. We're going straight into the conversation because this is all about body image and comparison, isn't it? So that's brilliant. Yes, it is. Exactly. Because exactly. we do, we get so paranoid, don't we? And we think that, oh God, it's only us that have these certain things and these little things that happen. And particularly if we're on, you know, if we ha- are putting our faces somewhere, it can be it can be really really terrifying, can't it? Like think about bravery. It can be really terrifying if you if you do feel quite insecure in yourself to put your face out there and or even speak about something it's terrifying isn't it um and I think we do just have to get to that point the more women you speak to and connect with the more you realize that everyone feels that way and that brings you comfort doesn't it it doesn't necessarily take away the fears but it brings you that comfort that actually I'm not alone and that gives you the strength to just go out and do it so that you can show other people doesn't it it does all kind of mix into one though, isn't it? It does all kind of go into one about being brave and, and enjoying your your body image and, and celebrating your body image massively. So what does bravery mean to you? <laughs> what does it mean to you? <laughs> so I think, do you know, I think first off, when I, when I like thought, right, bravery... I had this like image of like you know men at war or something I was like that's not what it is that's just like this image that sometimes gets put forward to it for me I think in my life bravery's always kind of been just showing up so actually still showing up for myself but also for other people at times where maybe I didn't feel like I could or that I thought it was going to be really hard but still doing it now whether that is kind of showing up physically like being there for someone or me showing up physically on camera when I set up or or showing up emotionally for someone or mentally for someone when you think I'm not sure I can handle this situation for me that's kind of that's where I came to as my little conclusions kind of showing up for yourself but also for other people because sometimes we've got to be brave in if someone else is going through a really hard time it can be really hard to show up emotionally for someone as they need as if it's quite hard for us isn't it so that's that's brave in itself so yeah that's how I boxed it off but I bet you get so many um with every amazing woman that comes on here a little diff- you'll have to make like a little 
some kind of collage or reel of all the different things that people say of what bravery is massively it's it's so it does it's not just person to person it's situation by situation it's time to time isn't it it's it's it that's why it's so amazing because it is it's just such a huge word and I don't think it's talked about enough we're talked about you know we always talk to our children and our partners whatever you always say be brave you know but it never goes any further than that does it it's be brave. Well, there you go. You know what to do with that. You know what. Well, you know how well, that's working, doesn't it? And it's it's just not it's just not the case. You just have to draw from different bits at different times, and it's about relearning, isn't it? Like like with body image. Okay, I look at my tummy, and it's not the tummy that I used to have. It's a six. I used to have a six pack. It used to be a pretty gorgeous tummy. I've had two babies. I've been ill for two years. My tummy is no longer what you would define as gorgeous however I fucking love my tummy it's soft the skin is really really soft I like stroking it it's sweet my animals like resting on it my children put their arms around it and it's not an ugly belly it's the way it is for a good reason and actually I have totally gone away from thinking "Ooh, that's an ugly belly to Bloody hell, that skin was massive and now it's gone back down again. That's bloody good. That's an incredible thing my body has done there. I'm celebrating it. it it's good. Yeah. It's not the gorgeous belly. Like, who decides what a gorgeous belly looks like? Because well, that's what we're all doing. We're all, yeah, we're all making someone. Someone decided somewhere that this is what we should look like and then we're all just following it like sheep. And we're now so lost in it that we're going, oh, God, I have to look that way. I have to look like this. I need to behave like this. I need to show up this way, you know. I need to be better. I need to be better. I need to be better. And we're so busy trying to be better that we're making ourselves miserable. Like, I work on the fact that all, all of us ever want, um, and correct me if you guys think something else, like, for me, we just want to be happy. Every single one of us just want to feel happier. And often we chase happiness in these really shallow external ways and we get it for a little bit. Like We have this like glimmer of this happiness that we're looking for, but it's unattainable or it's unmaintainable and therefore it slips away and then we're unhappy again and we just, we're just on this roller coaster all the time and body image is like that. It's like if we think, I always say to people, your body image is nothing to do with your actual body. It's just about um how you actually see it like your perception of yourself how important your body is to you it's like that famous thing isn't it you are more than a body and we've just got to like separate ourselves because when we actually decide to ourselves do you know what my stomach doesn't like it used to and would I like it to be flatter maybe I would but do you know what it is what it is and I'm happy with that if at some point it's flatter great if it never gets flatter I'm okay with that and doing that I always say to people although i I'll always say, like, oh, don't, you know, no, no diets, no diets. For me, that's a place with what diets represent. So I'm very much for look after your body, take care of your body, and, and everything that goes with that. It's restriction to attain something. And, and what we think that will get us, I'll always say to people, you know, if you're going on a diet, make your own choices. I'm not here to say anyone should or shouldn't do anything. That's not, I have, that's not a power I should have. But what I would say is question, why do you want it? So when you get there... You know, if you're dieting to get to a size 10 or whatever you're aiming, or this magic number on the scale that makes us happy, when you get there, what changes in your life? Like, what actually happens? Because what we think it gives us is what we should actually be working on. 
And we can get that without getting to a number. We've just got to learn to not not even love our bodies. I'll always say, look, don't. I'm not going to help you love your body all the time because that's so unattainable. It's just another reach of imperfection, like a reach of perfectionism, should I say, that we can't get to. But what I can do is help you to look in the mirror and if you, you might some days think, do you know what? That looks okay. And also you might look other days and go, I'm not happy with particularly what I see in the mirror today, but it's not going to change the rest of your day. It's not going to mean that the rest of your day is shit because you feel so bad about yourself. It's not going to change your relationship. It's not going to change whether you do or do not have sex that night or what you eat for your tea. And that's what we get to, isn't it? You know, if we stand on the scale and it's not quite the number we want, the ripple effect is massive. And I think sometimes we don't realise how big that ripple goes. So first of all, diets have been proved they don't work, haven't they? Scientifically, a diet doesn't work if you want to lose weight. So... First of all, no wonder you're standing up saying no diets because diets don't work. The only one I've ever done that works is the cigarette and nicotine one. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I did that for a while. <laughs> it works. It's, but then also what you said that I think is so powerful, Natalie, is about people wait to be somewhere for their life to start. Like, oh, well, I'll go up and I'll have fun on holiday if I can get to a certain size. Or if my hair, if I get my hair done, then I look more attractive that day. So I'll speak to more people and I'll um, put myself and I'll go out or, you know, we put, we, we all put our lives on the whole thinking that that will make a difference. But if we actually action what it is that we want, then the happiness and the connection and everything's there already. It, but it's difficult. I suppose, as you say, there are so many outside influences that tell us, especially how, as women, how we should look, how we should yeah, present ourselves, what we should wear, what products we should buy. Oh, all that stuff is, yeah, just it's quite you, you don't realise how sucked into it we all are. Yeah. It's so toxic, but it's so ingrained that it's really difficult. Um and I think, you know, a conversation I was having quite a bit with a lady recently was <clears throat> she was struggling because she changed a lot of the beliefs around um, herself, but she was still struggling uh, around comparisons and comparing herself. And we had to have a really big chat because I remember being stuck in the same place about still judging other people's bodies. Because sometimes we get to a level of acceptance with our own, but we still judge other people's. So we still look at other people and think they're too large, they're too skinny, um, they've got no boobs. And when we're still doing that, we're still judging bodies. So we're still giving bodies some kind of hierarchy subconsciously. So we, we actually can't shift that belief properly because we're kind of half there, but it's still, it's still in there. And therefore, if we start to look like them, whatever that is, smaller or larger or bigger or smaller boobs, then we don't accept ourselves anymore. I just find it so desperately sad because for me, if you lined up, I don't know, 30 different women, different shapes, different sizes, different skin colours, I think women are just so beautiful and their bodies are just so beautiful. And to contain it to a certain image that changes over time and changes in fashion and for other women to try and fit into that is just so desperately sad, sad. because the magic's in who they are. But how, how, do you, how do you say that? I mean, I'm saying that from me comparing myself to other people. So I haven't got the answer. I just think 
there must be an answer somewhere if we can change things around a bit or like I hope as us you know in terms of our community we can spread that message I've got the answer yeah Lucy what's the answer I've got the answer I think the world is too prudish I think people view nudity and bodies in a too smaller box they are either when they're nude they need to be either having sex or washing or getting changed that's the only reason for nudity so our children see people on the beach getting dressed under a towel like that with just their head sticking out they see um their parents running around with towels up here and sort of you know no one's allowed to see boobs or willies or bums because it's oh you can't let your children see that after a certain age basically the human body whether you are male female whether you're three years old or 93 is fucking amazing just on a purely it's amazing I, I, as we all know, walk around naked quite a lot. And my children are totally unflappable now. <laughs> but I am aware that I have a boy who is a teenager and he will be looking at porn. Whether I want it or not, it's happening. Okay, he will have seen bleached assholes. He will have seen sort of porny fannies, hairless, you know, weird looking, not normal. These guys with like five foot cocks. You know, it's just ridiculous. None of these people are real or normal. And I want my children to come home and see that nudity is okay. Nudity should actually be embraced in the right places so children, so people can see and realise the normality and the beauty of everybody else's bodies. I want my children to look at me and see that I am normal and that I'm not just normal, but I am beautiful. And as they are, as anyone is. People are too fucking prudish and it's become a taboo thing. Get them out. It has become very taboo. And, and you're right in the fact that, you know what, like that word normal, isn't it? It's like, we are all normal. You know what I mean? Every single one of us is normal. It doesn't matter what we look like or what our, you know, anything to do with, with ourselves. We're all normal because that's how we've been created. Like, I don't know who decided what this other normal is. Like you said, Sarah, it's about fashion. Follow the money. It's just people trying to make money out of us, knowing our insecurities, knowing that we put our worth on how attractive we feel and marketing to that. It's not real. It's not love. It's not connection. It's not any of those things. Absolutely. And I always say, like, one of the big things, I know quite a lot of people in... And this isn't said in in kind of a judgment because I think it is really powerful. Quite a lot of people in the body confidence, body image space, it is about kind of of showing our bodies, like you said, Lucy, and showing our bodies and and everything. And I kind of like I don't do that as part of kind of my stuff on social media or anything because for me, I kind of want us to. Yeah, I want our bodies to be neutral. So there is that like not being prudish, and our bodies are just bodies. They're not there. They're not a sex toy. They're not. They're not all these things. But at the same time, I also don't want to focus on our bodies. So, like, I don't, I don't want you... When you look at me, I don't want you to look at a body. I want you to look at a person. And that's a very different thing. And I think sometimes we can get quite lost in that, can't we? And we kind of... We do focus so much on the external stuff and how important it is. And I kind of want to shift away from that and be like, actually, just stop... Stop paying that much attention to your body and the fact that don't, you don't have to have a thought about it. It's not good or bad or or wrong or right. It's just a body. 
that allows you to get up in the morning. It allows you to do what you want to do. So look after it. You know, bloody hell, we don't want to die early. We want to look after ourselves. But we shouldn't be trying to manipulate how we look to fit in or to to be fashionable. And it's quite scary that it just it it's so ingrained now all the time. Like my kids will come back from school and my one of my eldest is seven. And she'll say things like, Oh, I'm not oh, I'm not gonna have that for my pudding today, mommy, because I'm being healthy today. And I'm like, right, let's have a little chat about that. <laughs> so I said, you can you can eat that piece of cake and be healthy. You know, maybe don't eat cake 20 times a day. That might not be nutritious. But, you know, you can have that piece of cake. You can have an apple. It doesn't matter. Don't try and cross out foods. It's just got, oh, and then my little girl <laughs> who was four the day, she went, so, mummy, Robin, what it means to be healthy, it means that I can just eat, <laughs> I can eat cake and I can eat apples and that's all okay. I don't need to, I can eat what I want. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Because we do, like, our body image, we think it's about food as well, don't we? Like, if I talk about body image, it instantly go to, oh, well, what should I eat? Or what, and I'm like, it's like diet. Because it's instantly, like, we think of body image straight to food, straight to diet. And it's so, our relationships are so screwed. We don't even know ourselves yeah. anymore. And don't you, really. I've, I've noticed a lot more people since, um, since the internet, since all of that, you see a lot more people making comments in the street about you're looking fit or I can help you get fit or I can sort you out. Fuck off. I sort me out. I sort me out. Don't fucking tell me you can sort me out. Sod off. I've had it a couple of times. I'll get you this. I'll... I just... Yeah. Who the fuck do you think you are that I need fucking sorting? Sarah, say cunt. <laughs> <laughs> One episode, it will come. It's going to come. But Natalie, I just wanted to pick up on a conversation that you brought in there, if you're happy to. When you were talking about your daughter, I know that your path into this area of work is because you went through something very difficult yourself in terms of your own body image and your dieting and stuff like that. We'd love to hear a little bit more. But like, I suppose specifically in terms of the relationship with your daughter, because the way we eat is so conditioned through, it's not just what we see on social media, it's also through what we learn at home and around the table. You know, I've got a daughter, I'm aware of what, you know, eating was like for me and how, what I want to do for her. But you think, oh, should I say this? Should I say that? Like what's going to give the greatest confidence so would you be able to share a little bit about where your knowledge comes from and yeah how you now embrace that in terms of supporting other women and your daughter specifically I would say generally our body image and our self-image gets very very entangled because yet you can't you can't have a negative body image and generally have a a positive self-image, like an actual sense of self, and vice versa. And to be honest, I think mine stemmed from initially having a really poor self-image. And then what I did over time, as you grow up and obviously start getting into relationships, and, you know, the, the world starts impacting you and diet culture starts impacting you, I focused in. So I focused in a lot on my body. So I still had the, you know, I'm stupid and all the other things where it all come from. But then I became quite toxic around body because, like you said, Lisa, with compliments, I started getting all my compliments were around how I looked and how fit I was and how in shape I am and 
and in our household it was very much you know I'm I'm the one who is really sporty and I look after myself and I find it really easy to get boyfriends and then my sister maybe say on the flip side she she's the more intellectual one so she's the clever one you know you're we're not there's no big expectation Natalie for you to get high grades but you focus on what you're good at which is basically looking good and keeping fit so I went into personal training and I, and I did all that thing and that was a really toxic environment for me because I still, at this point, I'd still like, you know, like to drink booze and eat KFCs. So I was kind of at this weirdness and everyone in the fitness industry at the time that are far better role models now, but they were all very like, we only eat clean and we don't drink. And so I started to feel really bad about myself. Like, oh, well, I'm, I'm now not even a good personal trainer because... I eat shit and I drink alcohol. <laughs> so now, now I'm not even doing this properly. And I stopped exercising. I put, I put on like more weight than I had done normally and got really negative about my body. And I just fell into this, what I can only describe as probably about 10 years of toxicity. I struggled to say that then. Where I just, I'd restrict all the time. And like you said, with the holidays, I would like, I had really bad body dysmorphia. So it didn't matter how small I got. Um... I would find a new floor. So, you know, if I got to the weight I wanted, well, now the problem's my face because now my nose is massive. And the fact that I've got thinner, actually my nose looks even bigger now, so it's even more horrific. And it just, it all picks away. Um, and I think there's a little bit, they always knew that I was talking bollocks because I would never have, like, plastic surgery change myself or anything. There's something, probably more of a fear <laughs> um, than anything else. But I end up, and it to be honest, it kind of destroyed a lot of things. It destroyed a lot of my relationships. It destroyed, you know, I kind of stayed in the same job for about 15 years because I had no aspirations to do anything because I'd made myself so small that I didn't want to do anything. I started becoming that friend on a night out who just was either, honestly, really probably quite boring to listen to or I'd just get hammered and then, like, cry in a corner because I was so fucking depressed. And it just became, like, I remember bumping into someone who I hadn't seen for a while and we were on a night out and they went, Natalie, when did you become so, like, stressed and angry? And I was like, I'm not stressed and angry. And I sat there the next day thinking, I am really stressed and angry. But I hadn't noticed, like, because I'd been, like, really quite carefree and really quite chilled... And I turned into this, like, really highly strung, like, irritable person because I was constantly um, negative self-talking, really, and no, no one can be happy doing that. And I think it got to a point where... I think I started seeing Steve, who's my partner now. So we've been together 11 years this year. And he he doesn't take... He doesn't... He would not entertain me. He would not entertain me. I'd come downstairs and I'd be like, <laughs> you know, what do you think? What do you think? And he's like, Natalie, whatever you're doing here... Whatever it is you're asking me, I'm not. I'm not getting involved with it. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm just. I'm just like, you got. You decide if you look good. If you don't feel good, get changed. If you feel good, can we just go, please? And he just would not take me on. He's like, you're not getting validation from me, so go and get it from somewhere else or whatever. Whatever you're doing, just move on. We're going out. Get over yourself. And I'd be like, and he'd be like, and he'd say things like, you are so self-focused. And I'd be like, I am not selfish. And he's like, that's not what I mean, Natalie. Everything's about you. Yeah, everything's about you, how it impacts you, how you feel. He said, get out of yourself. Do you know what I mean? In the world, everyone's not looking at you. He's like, he's like, and I mean this with love. You're not that interesting. You know, when you walk into a room and you're so paranoid about what everyone thinks about you, Natalie, they'll, they'll look up, they'll go, oh, Nat's here. They get on with their lives. It's not, you know, you're not the queen. 
and I'm like, oh, wow, okay. But I needed someone like that to ground me back down um, and start making me question myself. So it did start a lot of arguments at first. I'd be like, God, he's such a prick. He's such a prick and he doesn't care and he never gives me any compliments. But then I had to go and get them myself. So I had to start going, right, okay. People are starting to tell you, you're a fucking nightmare. So maybe you need to stop pretending you're not a nightmare. You need to stop pretending it's everybody else. You need to stop pretending that, you know, oh, I'll just get out of this relationship because he's a wanker and I'll get into a new one and that'll be amazing. Um, because it's not true and it doesn't matter how much you change your body and do things, the problem is up here. Like, your general attitude towards yourself and where you're trying to go, your happiness is really screwed. And then, um, so I'd done quite a lot of work and to be honest, I didn't see anyone. Because it was a lot of shame that I felt quite, as someone in a smaller body, honestly, I felt quite guilty. I felt quite guilty that I didn't, that I wasn't happy in my body. Because there's so many people with, who, who struggle, who, who maybe do want to be in a smaller body or they can't be, you know, there's something wrong with their bodies. Like, you know, they're missing limbs, you know, they've not been born with a healthy body. I felt so ungrateful. Um, and just like, yeah, the shame around it. And I didn't want to speak up. So I kind of like muddled along, like you do, kind of making lots of good choices and poor choices along the way. Um, I did, I finally got to a point where I had to, I had to just shift myself away from um, just how I generally thought about myself. And in doing that for me was a lot. I went to uni, I studied psychology. I kind of, I broadened myself out. So I started putting myself out there and kind of showing myself that I was capable of so much more than I was telling myself. And in doing that for me, I stopped thinking about how I looked as much. So that's kind of why I get my approach. So I want to encourage women to like, right, how, how are we feeling? What are we doing? What makes you feel good? Like, let's, let's build a life that involves that. And do you know what will happen? As a side effect of that, you'll give less of a shit about what you look like. And it won't mean as much and it won't have mm. so much power over your life because you know you're more than that um and I one of the biggest things for me is I never ever want my kids to like think about themselves like I did so when I'm kind of talking I mean words are powerful like you said like the language we use like even at the dinner table when you're talking or you'll put your pants on and you might words slip out don't you like fucking hell god this stomach of mine and we say little things and we don't clock how much it is and you know look my language um is never like fully perfect and I will you know I will never criticize myself for that because things slip out don't they little things slip out and we do things but I'm very much I want to kind of empower my kids to go do you know I have that healthy balance with them I think well look I, I want them to think they're beautiful so I'm not against saying to them you look really beautiful today but I won't just say it when they've got the hair up all pretty and they've got a dress on and they're in this like little role of what pretty looks like you know, I'll say it when they're sat there and, you know, my seven-year-old's fringe, which seems to be completely fucking uncontrollable at the minute, sits like this. And she's sat there and, to be honest, I don't know what, what's happened to her, but she looks quite deraggled. I'd be like, you're so beautiful. But, yeah, just, just watch your language and stuff. And, you know, one of the big things for me, like, the diet culture is so powerful. And I don't want to attack diet culture and I don't want to blame it. It's pointless. You know, and a lot of people are like, oh, like, diet culture and we we'll slam it and that's, like, that's quite a lot of their social media approach. And... I can't be arsed with that crap because it's giving it the time of day. I don't want to give diet culture the time of day. I want us to stop thinking about it. And then in time, generation by generation, if more women do that, 
then it won't have as much hold over women because more women will be empowered away from it. That is so true what you say there. We can't look to the diet culture or whatever your body image, I don't know what you name these cultures, for our empowerment. That is not where it's found. That is a distraction. No. That's an expense. That's a manipulation. That's not where empowerment's found. Oh my God, I completely agree with you there. Yeah, and if we blame, like, it's that blame, isn't it? Like, we can be such a blame culture these days. And if I go, oh, I need to heal my body image, and I'll do that by, like, just blaming diet culture. And I'll blame my parents for the fact that they were on diets all the time, and I'm going to blame everybody. That what I'm doing is, A, I'm not taking responsibility for myself, you know, and I mean that in a loving way, but also what I'm doing that I'm allowing negativity in. So if I'm blaming, then actually what I'm kind of breeding negative energy, aren't I, really? And that kind of keeps us in a bit of a bad negative state I think we all want to define ourselves in opposition to something don't we but actually there's you know there's no black and white it's just loads of gray areas some good things about things some bad things about things yeah exactly and it's just find out who who we actually want to be I think sometimes we get lost don't we it doesn't matter whether it's about body image or in our businesses or something it's really easy to, to get lost in things and get lost in, in who we are and what we actually enjoy and what we like. And I think we've just got to actually come back to that to start with the basics of like, who am I? And you know, if we found questions, who am I and what do I actually enjoy? What do I enjoy? What do I like? What do I want to do? Because the questions that we don't ask ourselves, we just plod through life, don't we? Um, allowing other people to kind of steer us to a certain degree. Um, and I think when we do that, we end up not in the best place. So yes, yeah, so winded way in my normal fashion. It really fashion. did. I think it is. Uh, we there's just we could carry on this conversation for so long, couldn't we? It's just fascinating. I would, yeah, I'd love to you to come back again. Let's talk about this more. I just think it opens up so many conversations about who we are as women and you know what we stand for and how we discover something so much greater than what we look like. I mean, it's just so important for all of us, isn't it? So. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm more bothered about what did I you smell wanna, like than what I did, look like, you know. It says it says more about you, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I don't like my voice. <laughs> I'm quite high and low. I've got a lot of infliction. <laughs> Sarah's looking really confused. Look, she's like, she's got her far away confused look. <laughs> I'm just thinking I worry about what I look like, what I sound like, what I smell like, everything. <laughs> I need to go over myself. As you said, someone tell me it's not, you're not that important, Sarah. The world's still turning. It's like this with hair, right? Right? I've got a friend who's at school pickup who I've been saying, she, she really would, she said to me, oh, <laughs> look at this. She said, I'd really love to have shorter hair. I said, well, cut it. She says, I can't do that. I said, well, cut it. She goes, yeah, but what if I don't like it? I said, will it alter your day in any way, shape or form if you cut your hair? Will it alter what you have for supper? Will it change what you're driving? Will it make anyone love you less? The big fat answer is no. It might look shit. That's the worst that's going to happen. And then it grows. And you can wear hats in the meantime. <laughs> you know? And it is the same sort of thing with body. It's not just about hair, is it? It's like, fuck it, I don't give a shit if it changes. Nothing's really permanent, is it? You can do things. You can not do things. 
Just do whatever you do, whether it's to do with your hair, whether it's to do with your emotions, whether it's to do with your body or your job, do it because you want to do it, not because you think you should. Maybe maybe female empowerment, we should just all shave our heads and just start from scratch. And just, I mean, I don't have the face for a bald head. I know what. <laughs> Imagine how many days you would brighten. I'd do it. If I knew that it was going to, that it was going to make enough people happy, I'd shave my head. But funnily, you would, I know you would, but funnily enough, bring it back to the pubic hair conversation. Like, I do have so much respect. And as I said to you, keep those pubes and let them pop out of the pants and let's take some pictures. Because I think, why is it that we have to feel, we have to do all this stuff before we're worthy or before we're attractive? Get the armpit hairs going. You don't have to do it permanently, just maybe. Actually, I don't know why I'm telling you to do it, Lucy. I wouldn't do it. So I'm, no, I'm preaching a load of shit. <laughs> Hang on. Look, there's a tummy. See how lovely it is. Isn't that fucking lovely? Look. Oh, I just... Gorgeous. Oh, I just fucking love it. And I had babies in there and dinner. Multi-purpose. I can't... I know. It was huge. Gorgeous. You saw me when I was pregnant. Fucking brilliant i'm amazing and sarah has a she's got a mole in her belly button that she's going to show us and when she was a teenager she used to yeah she used to gauge whether she'd put on weight or not and whether she could see the mole in her belly button oh god i forgot about that yeah i did didn't i come on get it out yeah there it is can you see the mole there it is so when you get more tubby, it kind of disappears in and then it comes it out. It does! Yeah. <laughs> Fucking love it. Brilliant. It's weird the things you remember. How can I remember about your moly belly button You remember you things do? about me. I don't even remember about myself. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, you don't, I don't need scales in my house. Yeah. I'll tell her. <laughs> Natalie, thank you so much for coming on today. That was an absolutely oh, no. fascinating conversation. Oh, like it. Loved it. Loved it. I'm sure people who are listening will have loved it too. Let us know what you think. Mm. Um, if anyone wants to connect with Natalie, we're going to oh. put all her details below. And of course, we'd highly recommend that you do because she is awesome. You got a taste of that today. And yeah, anything to add, ladies, or should we close off on that? Close off on that and just tell yourself today, I'm absolutely fucking amazing. Could you say that, Lucy, without feeling a bit weird? Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do that without squirting a little bit. I say it all the time. Because I've lost a bit of weight because I've cut down on the booze a bit. That's the only thing I've done. I've lost a bit of weight. And someone said to me the other day, God, you got, your ass is looking good. I said, I know. I've got a fantastic bottom and I'm really pleased with it at the moment. And she just went, ah! She didn't know what to do with herself because of the reaction. You've always loved your ass, though. Big or s- it's not about you losing weight. Big or small, you've always had the most fantastic ass, and you've always been proud of it. No, I get mine out all the time. It off more when it's small and then people see it more to compliment it. But, Sarah, when we say things like, I'm actually amazing, it just takes practice. Like, it is like, if you start doing, like, affirmations, it is really cringeworthy at first. You just think, oh, my God. And you don't, you know... But you've got to just do it. Go on, Sarah, try it now. I am absolutely uh, fucking amazing. No. Uh. <laughs> All right, guys. Woo! See you later. Bye. 
And thank you so much for joining us today. To show us some support and help us reach more people, please leave us a review. And why not recommend us to a friend? And remember, the conversation does not end here. We're excited to get to know you and for you to mix and find inspiration within our Brave Bird community. Find us below by clicking on the links to our socials. Thanks again for listening, guys. And don't forget, wherever you go, always wear your Brave Bird knickers.